One of the biggest pieces of advice I give someone with hyperandrogenism is to make sure you're managing your insulin resistance because having insulin resistance leads to high testosterone in your ovaries and then exacerbates all of these things. And oftentimes we don't address insulin resistance because we aren't told we have it or we don't know how and we're just told to cut calories and work out more and that does not address insulin resistance. You have to manage your insulin resistance in order to manage your hyperandrogenism. Doctor said you got PCOS now go on girl just lose some weight till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally so I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself join a sister and a Okay, so I got a new toothbrush. <laughs> Me and Italian have been having a toothbrush dilemma, war. For the lack of words, I'm just going to say a toothbrush conflict that's been happening in the household. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is the toothbrush that I have is really loud. And I don't know why. I guess I, I was a little cheap and I got a cheaper toothbrush and it ended up being really loud. And every time I use it, Italian just loses her. It sounds like a Tasmanian devil. Should I? Okay, so I brought the toothbrush to play it on the podcast. And I just want the, the sisters to hear the difference between my old toothbrush and the new one that I, I just got. I just want to preface this by saying Sirak brushes his teeth while I'm already asleep. So it wakes me up to have to hear his toothbrush. Do you know what I mean? Because he sleeps after me. Okay, go. Not to mention, like, I, I brush my teeth, like, religiously, like, for two minutes. Yeah. So, like, I'm not like a... Quick and go person like you. It's I, like I, torture. I pay attention to the I details. I do too. Oh, okay, go. Yeah. I have a timer on mine. Do you follow Tyler? Yeah. Timer until the very end? Yes. Until it stops on its own? Yes. Uh, Most of the time. Ah! Go. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, here we go. Here is... <laughs> Should I do the new one first or the old one first? Because I feel like that would make it funny if it's like crazy. Do the new one. Okay, here's the new one that I just got. I don't even think it's capturing. I'm sure it's capturing it. It's capturing everybody. I'm rubbing it all over the, the mic. You know what? I'm just I'm gonna brush the mic. Okay, that's fine. That's so gross. I can't. Okay. Alright, that's the new one. Here is the old one. Oh my god. <laughs> it's Look definitely freaking that out. Okay. Okay. This is giving me PTSD. So we went from a drilling machine to something that's like like a, like a little quiet submarine. You know, like it's, it's it's really. And we all know that sleep is a priority here in PCOS world. So when your husband wakes you up for stupid reasons, like a Tasmanian devil toothbrush in his mouth, it's annoying. By the way, I'm not going to say like the toothbrushes, like the brand or anything, because this is really not an advertisement. This is real life situations that we're going <laughs> through with, with our toothbrushing and and whatnot so um but yeah fun times yes fun times to win well sisters the one that we do like let's tell them the one we do like even though it's not an ad obviously but sure. what's it called s-u-r-i yeah it's suri s-u-r-i it's i just honestly discovered this i was looking for a toothbrush for tallinn like three months ago and i was looking online and suri it's, it's like a sustainable 
eco-friendly toothbrush mm -hmm. it's electrical like it's like one of those like sonic toothbrushes but it's electrical so it's like really effective but it's completely like eco-friendly and like if you throw it away it like won't um What's harm the environment yeah. i guess i mean i'm not sure how that works but also my dentist told me to use a soft bristled toothbrush that gently vibrates because i'm like prone to gingivitis like if i don't floss if i don't brush for two minutes and so that's why i had to buy a new toothbrush and Sirak took the job seriously, except for yeah. himself. He got the cheaper one. <laughs> well, I had to because the, well, the cheaper one I had for like a year and I didn't want to throw it away because I still had like three heads left. So I yeah. kept it for like another six months or so <laughs> until I ran out of the heads. You know, that's, that's what a cheap person does. Look like. at you. I grew, I, this is, I had, my whole life I've been like this. That's I'm sorry. Fine. But yeah, you can check it out if you want, though. I swear, not an ad at all. No affiliation whatsoever. I just took advantage of their Black Friday deal just recently, so. Yes. Anyway, let's go on to today's episode. Uh, today, we're going to talk about six symptoms of PCOS you should not ignore. Why are, you, why are you making that face? I'm not. I'm thinking of gingivitis and how we should do a podcast episode on how women with PCOS are more prone to gingivitis. Sure. I think we've talked about that, too. We've done an episode on dental like a while ago. We'll um, do it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you go to our website, pcosweightloss.org, there's a podcast tab. We need like a search tab. We will. We will. No, I know. I'm just, we need a search tab so people yeah. can like search, like let's say if they put dental or whatever, like it'll just pop up. Right now, like we have like 200 plus episodes and it's just like. It's true. It's hard to like scroll through from, you know, newest to oldest. Yeah. Anyway. We're on it. These things take time. No, I know. I'm just talking about it. <laughs> okay, sisters. Shall we get into it? Six symptoms of PCOS. You shouldn't ignore. But before we get into it, let's read an amazing story from a sister in our community. I almost said her name, but Sirak says we shouldn't on the it's podcast. Their first name, sure. Liz. What it is, Liz. What it is, Liz. She says, today I'm grateful for podcasts. I love learning from my favorite podcasts while getting ready for work, including the PCOS podcast. By a sister and her mister. Oh, I love that. I love that the idea of people like going on walks and listening to our podcast or working out with us chatting in their ears. Hey, girl, you got this. And this is from the November gratitude challenge that we did in the sisterhood where basically every day um, as part of the challenge, we're doing a giveaway to was it Ilya. Yes. Yeah. Ilya Beauty. Yeah. We're essentially like for like a self-care kit, essentially for uh, uh, Ilya. And part of the gratitude challenge was essentially messaging each other or posting on the Facebook group and just saying what you were grateful for. And another person also participated. Her name was Angelica. And she said, hi, sisters. I'm so grateful to have found this community. Honestly, it feels like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I felt so alone in this journey. Two years ago, I had a miscarriage. This caused my PCOS to spiral out of control. I have gained over 65 pounds since 2021. I worked out twice a day, cut carbs, reduced calories, and nothing happened. It's been stressful to say the least. This is my week three on this journey with the sisterhood. And so far, my favorite part has been the weekly meal plans with grocery lists and recipes i love that it is so easy to follow and takes the stress out of meal prep i use the desktop version so i can pdf the grocery list and bring it with me uh, to the grocery store but the app is super helpful to track and follow the workouts this week i made taco stuffed acorn squash me and too. it is amazing yeah we ate that this week mm -hmm. i'm documenting my journey on instagram for those who uh, would like to follow my journey and let's shout her out her instagram handle is with love a e so uh, if you want to follow uh, this fellow sister Angelica on her PCOS journey, her Instagram handle is with 
W-I-T-H, love, L-O-V-E-A-E. That's so sweet. I'm so happy for her. So relatable too to cut out carbs, reduce calories, work out twice a day. Like I feel like that's exactly, exactly what I did and didn't lose weight with PCOS. So I'm so glad you downloaded our app and you're seeing all the success. Yeah. And we are so pleased to share your story. Absolutely. Great job, Angelica. So happy for you. And um, I guess that's our segue into the main part of the episode. Let's hit it. Okay, so if you're experiencing certain PCOS symptoms, it's really crucial that you don't ignore them. And I just, I'm talking with like hand gestures right now. I know you can't see this, sisters, but like I'm really into this topic because managing PCOS is like preventative health, basically. So PCOS symptoms, and we'll talk about this in a second, can snowball into things that are a bigger deal, like insulin resistance can snowball into diabetes, inflammation can snowball into other inflammatory conditions like Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And it's crucial that we don't ignore the first signs of PCOS because that's like the warning signals where like, hey, do something. You can fix this. You can reverse this. But if you ignore them and oftentimes ignoring them isn't your fault either, like doctors kind of make it seem like you can't do anything about it, then it tends to spiral out of control. But we want to go over the six symptoms that you should not be ignoring for PCOS. And we want to give you some tips on what you can do about it as well. Yes. So the first symptom um, that you should pay attention to is irregular periods. So a lot of times on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, basically all the social media channels that, that we have, we get a question uh, basically like, oh, I, I'm not getting my period. Isn't that a good thing? That means like I won't get pregnant and mm-hmm. so forth. And um, this to us, it's sometimes it's so alarming because it just shows how much lack of awareness or lack of education is being given to women with PCOS or women in general about their periods. Uh, because the thing is that your period is really important to have. It's a sign that you, everything in your body is balanced, that you're hormonally balanced. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting your period, that's a sign that something is off. There is actually a book called The Vital Sign. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, one of the things are th- that they're discussing is making your period one of the vital vital signs of your health. So for example, right now, um, I don't know all the vital signs. I think there are four or five, right, Tyne? Mm-hmm. And each vital sign is, is essentially a picture of your health. So one of them is, for example, your heart rate. Another one is, um, I am totally forgetting them, but they're like, they're really basic stuff that if you... Let's see, hold on. They all make sense. <laughs> Body temperature, respiration rate, blood pressure, blood oxygen, your weight, your glucose level... Yeah. There are all these different vital signs. And recently, like Sirak said, they were trying to add, or I think they might have already added it mm-hmm. as the sev- sixth vital yeah, sign. Six, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's so true. A lot of people feel like their period irregularity is kind of like a good thing because you don't have to deal with it. But actually, you know, missing your period can be really dangerous after a while like i didn't have my period for a whole year yeah one shot about like about your irregular cycles and like what happened yeah like i got off birth control because i was on it for a short amount of time and i wanted to manage my pcos naturally but i didn't really know what i was doing so i just got off birth control and then i didn't get a period for a whole year and my symptoms were wild like the cystic acne, the facial hair, the weight gain, the irregular periods or no period at all. I mean, 
I felt so puffy and bloated. I was PMSing every single day. It was like the PMS you get before your period, but every single day. And so I, it was not necessarily a blessing in disguise to not have a period. I really wanted one. And finally, when I got one from all the diet and lifestyle changes and especially taking Ovacetol, it was like a miracle. Yes. And it's important to note that even if you get your period every 23 to 35 days, you could still have an irregular cycle. For example, if you're experiencing cramps, heavy PMS, not ovulating, these are all these are all also symptoms of period irregularity. That's right. So even if you get it regularly, if it's a miserable period, that's irregular. Don't just accept that as normal. Yeah, exactly. So what are the risks of having an irregular cycle for a long period of time? So when you have an irregular cycle, typically you're not ovulating. That means that that egg is not coming down, right? And it makes it difficult to get pregnant. And it also can lead to ovarian cysts because the egg kind of gets stuck in your ovaries and creates that string of pearls over time. So when you have like a lot of cysts on your ovaries, it is a sign that you weren't ovulating. And I personally had that. And I actually went and got an ultrasound after making diet and lifestyle changes and the picture of my ovaries completely changed. So it's actually incredible when you reduce inflammation, you manage insulin resistance, you can actually change the picture of your ovaries. Just because your doctor's like, you have ovarian cysts, it is what it is, take birth control, doesn't mean that you can't fix that. What if you had an app for PCOS that could tell you what to eat, when to work out, and how to track your goals every day? Introducing the Sisterhood app. Not only does the Sisterhood app give you access to the largest community of women with PCOS, but it also provides you with a daily PCOS plan. Your daily PCOS plan tells you exactly what to eat for each meal of the day. It's like having me as a dietitian in your pocket. It also sends you a notification when it's time to work out, and it provides step-by-step videos to help you reverse your biggest PCOS symptoms. You also get access to 100-plus gluten and dairy-free recipes, the 5 Steps to PCOS Weight Loss Masterclass, and a full PCOS-friendly workout library to choose from. But let's not forget the most crucial component of PCOS weight loss, the support. You're not alone. In the sisterhood, you become part of the largest community of PCOS women where you can chat with us in our private Facebook group. Sirak, myself, and your fellow sisters are in there every day to answer your questions and support you along the way. So what are you waiting for? You can head over to the App Store and search Sisterhood or click the link in the description to get started today. See you in there. And then there's a few other risks of having irregular cycles, like metabolic dysfunction. For example, the reason why that you're not having your period is because of insulin resistance, and that's triggering high testosterone in your ovaries, and it makes it more difficult to you know, get pregnant, have a baby, um, and also get your period. Um, you're also putting yourself at risk for endometrial hyperplasia. So when you have irregular cycles, this can result in inadequate shedding of your uterine lining during your period. That can increase the risk of buildup of tissue in your uterus. And that can put you at risk for things like endometrial cancer over time. So it's really important to take it seriously once you have realized that your period is very irregular. Yes. I are... Second symptom that you should not ignore is hyperandrogenism. I always have trouble saying this word like really smoothly, so I have to kind of like really slow it down. But (laughs) hyperandrogenism, 
this is essentially when you have high testosterone or high uh, male hormones, um, high testosterone, uh, DHEA and cortisol essentially. And this can lead to is cortisol also regarded as hyperandrogenism? Yeah, it is because your adrenal gland releases that cortisol, in, including like adrenaline and DHEA and testosterone. So it's like all of those hormones that like make you feel anxiety and stressed out. I see. Okay, um, that can lead to facial hair, acne, hair loss, weight gain, fatigue. So if you are experiencing any of those symptoms of like hair loss, facial hair, all the ones I just listed, it is a really good idea to get your labs checked to see if you do have high testosterone. And even if your lab work is fine, quote unquote fine, if you're still having symptoms of this, then it's still possible that you're struggling with it. Yeah. For example, you might want to get a functional lab test done that has a much tighter range that's not so like a wide tolerance that... um may ignore some of the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these symptoms are like physical proof of your PCOS and it makes it really difficult to manage PCOS because it's upsetting. It's depressing. It's like it takes you on an emotional roller coaster. And a lot of times doctors are like, whatever, just like get an acne treatment, you know, Accutane or like laser hair removal. Like that's not the root of the problem. And I've wasted so much money personally on products for my cystic acne and laser hair removal and just all of these things. Um, I never went the route of Accutane, but my friend did. And it, you know, her acne came back because it's coming from a place of high testosterone, high DHEA, like hyperandrogenism. So if you're not treating the root of the issue, you're just wasting money. And it's the harsh reality. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. And speaking of that, um, if you're not addressing the issue too, there are, there are some risks of ignoring hyperandrogenism. Hyperandrogenism. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there are the physical signs and symptoms like acne, oily hair, um, hair loss, facial hair, which can lead to depression, anxiety, and lack of self-esteem. But also elevated testosterone can also increase irregular menstrual cycles and ovulatory dysfunction. It is also linked to increased risk of cardiovascular disease, including high blood pressure, abnormal mm -hmm. lipid profiles, and other cardiovascular risk factors. Now, I'm just want to also say like, we don't mean to scare you. We don't. Sorry that like we're just naming naming off a bunch of like diseases and like conditions here. But this is just like make you aware of like some of the things around PCOS. Like there's such a yeah. lack of education and awareness around PCOS when you're diagnosed from doctors, and it results in people you know not managing their PCOS for years. So we mm -hmm. want we want you to know all this information so that not only um. You have it at your hand, but it helps to kind of also uh, help you like, reverse your symptoms and focus on to make those changes. Because if you don't know these some of these things, you might not think it's that serious either. Yeah. So that's why it's really important for us and for you to know this, to know that we're on your side and to help you through it. One of the biggest things I uh, pieces of advice I give someone with hyperandrogenism is to make sure you're managing your insulin resistance because having insulin resistance leads to high testosterone in your ovaries and then exacerbates all of these things. Things. And oftentimes we don't address insulin resistance because we aren't told we have it or we don't know how and we're just told to cut calories and work out more and that does not address insulin resistance. And so you have to manage your insulin resistance in order to manage your hyperandrogenism. And we have a lot of podcast episodes about insulin resistance too. I was just, I was waiting for you to uh, finish your point and then I was going to before going on to the next symptom, I was going to do like a little break. I was like, okay, let's all chill for a second with all this like serious conditions and just do a little. Ah, let's all breathe. Ooh, ah. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Let's all relax. Okay. Oh, I'm so relaxed from that sound. It's my calming sound. Tasmanian devil. It's like if I had like a meditation class and like, you know, when they do like the, (laughs) they ring like the, what is it called? The sound? Ding. The the bong, dong, bong. Bong, Bong, dong. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, I'll I'll do this instead. Okay, we're done. The third symptom of PCOS that you shouldn't ignore is weight gain. Now, this is often ignored because we think that we're gaining weight because we're eating too much. We're told that we're not working out enough. You, You know, you think that it's your fault or something, and then you don't realize that it's PCOS that's triggering the weight gain. Like PCOS causes the weight gain. Weight gain does not cause PCOS. So say that again. PCOS causes weight gain. Weight gain doesn't cause PCOS. So when you address the root cause of your PCOS, as a result, you lose weight naturally. Your metabolism starts working again. And so my point is like, don't ignore the fact that you are gaining weight uncontrollably. It's not because you're not trying. It's not because you did something wrong. There's a metabolic issue that has to be addressed. And we always talk about different ways to address that, reduce inflammation, improve insulin resistance, going gluten and dairy free for 30 days. Like we have lots of tips that we mention um, about how to lose weight with PCOS and it's all addressing the root issues. Yeah, and speaking of... Awakening to like some of the root causes of it are some of the things you want to focus on because if you if you don't focus on them they can lead to you know worse symptoms. So for example, insulin resistance is one of the main drivers of weight gain for PCOS, and it can get worse as you gain weight. So when you leave insulin resistance unmanaged, it can increase your chances of other diseases like type two diabetes. So you definitely don't want to just like brush that under the rug. Mm-hmm. And not just that, when you have fat cells, they can produce and release unwanted wanted hormones which can contribute further to hormonal imbalances so you also want to be aware of that and there's also the risk of gestational diabetes and pregnancy complications so women with PCOS who are overweight or obese unfortunately have a higher risk of uh, gestational diabetes during pregnancy so that also is something you want to be aware of of excess weight during um, pregnancy um, as that can lead to some complications yes and so If you're struggling with losing weight with PCOS, I want you to really address the insulin resistance because that is the root issue behind gaining weight in the midsection and feeling like you don't have control over your weight gain. Um, And also like Sirak mentioned, gestational diabetes and pregnancy complications. These are typically a result of unmanaged insulin resistance um, before having gotten pregnant. So there's lots you can do to avoid these kinds of obstacles in the future. All right. Now the fourth symptom of PCOS, you shouldn't ignore fatigue and insomnia. So oftentimes with PCOS, we drink a lot of coffee so that we can get through the day because the fatigue is like unimaginable. I totally know exactly what that feels like. It was really hard to pay attention in class in college because of the fatigue and the insomnia. And it's truly a hormonal imbalance. Um, It's not because you're lazy 
and you just want to sleep all day. That's not laziness. It's not because you're just not cut out the way other people. You can do things to help promote the hormonal balance that allows you to have quality sleep and then not feel fatigued the next day. It does take a bit of time and effort, but you can totally do it creating a sleep routine, making sure you're not staring at screens, taking magnesium at night. These are things that really help you get quality eight hours of sleep and not feel fatigued yeah and we talk about cortisol all the time uh, on the podcast and on the gram and everywhere but just to give everyone a quick recap cortisol is like your stress hormone and what happens is when you wake up in the morning your cortisol aka your stress hormone is supposed to be at its highest point of the day the reason why is that stress hormone cortisol is what gives you energy in the morning to get up from bed and brush your teeth and start your day and have a good good successful day. But what happens is to a lot of women with PCOS, they have cortisol dysfunction, which is when you wake up in the morning, your cortisol is actually low. So when you wake up, you have very low energy. And then what happens is your cortisol will then throughout the day gradually increase until the evening where it's at its highest point so that's the opposite of what it's supposed to do you're supposed to wake up with high cortisol and it gets less and less so that at night you have low cortisol and you fall asleep and then you repeat that cycle day after day but for a lot of women with pcos your cortisol may be high higher at night causing you to have excess energy at night bad sleep, fatigue during the day, etc. So mm-hmm. cortisol also plays a really crucial role in metabolism. So there's a lot of like risk associated with it. We're going to say something. Yeah, it's like feeling like you're jet lagged all day. Yeah, like exactly. Your hormones are just doing the opposite of what they should be doing. And then it feels like you're jet lagged. Like you got off a plane and now you have to get on with your day. Yeah, yeah. And the high cortisol has been linked to insulin resistance. So it makes insulin resistance worse because the liver produces even more glucose when you have high cortisol. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then it limits the ability of your cells to take in glucose Mm -hmm. and it disrupts the body's response to Mm -hmm. insulin, leading to increased blood sugar levels. It's like it breaks everything involved with insulin sensitivity and makes it worse yeah and that's why when you have high cortisol it can immediately contribute to weight gain so again the cortisol dysregulation increases uh what we talked about with insulin resistance but it can also increase your weight retention in the belly area so studies show that when you have high cortisol it actually makes your body retain weight and especially retain weight in the belly area. The reason why is imagine if you were in a very high stressful situation. So like if, if like thousands of years ago when our ancestors were in like tribes and like, you know, they were, they were in high stress situations and they wouldn't eat all the time, right? If they were in really high stressful situations, your body essentially increases your cortisol hormone to protect you and it um, stops your metabolism to retain any weight to basically to make sure that you have enough resources to, to survive without food. So when you have really high stress now, your body thinks that you're in a similar situation, that there's a, there's a famine, there's no food, etc. So it says, okay, let's stop metabolism. Let's let's retain weight and make sure that we're um, we're protecting ourselves. So mm-hmm. the same thing happens when you have high cort. So this this process happens when you have high cortisol for long periods of time. That is a great explanation. Mic drop. Okay. Mic drop. So the fifth symptom of PCOS you should not ignore are mood swings, depression, and anxiety. So these come with having high testosterone. These things come with having trouble ovulating. It's a hormonal issue that can really trigger the moodiness. I'm not saying that that's 
the only reason why. I mean, it could be anything, but I'm just saying it makes it a lot more difficult to manage difficult situations and feelings when you have a hormonal imbalance. Um, the prevalence of depression in women with PCOS is high, and it's between 28 to 64 percent. And the prevalence of anxiety in women with PCOS ranges from 34 to 57 percent. It's so high. It's just so high. Yeah, it's so high. Well, it's the hormonal thing. So, what can affect our mood? So physical symptoms like infertility, hirsutism, weight, acne can really make you upset, obviously, of course. And then there's the hormone related issues that you feel a sense of hopelessness or you can't get yourself up from feeling down. That can be attributed to having a hormonal imbalance. And with high cortisol and adrenaline and testosterone and not having enough melatonin at night to sleep better and having inflammation from anything, including inflammatory foods, this can affect your mood. Yeah. And if you're noticing significant changes in your mood or like you're, you feel like you're more irritable, uh, feelings of sadness, it's really important to like to seek someone to talk to, whether that's a doctor, a therapist, someone in your family, someone to support you, a community, in fact, too. Like, for example, on Instagram, on so many of these social media platforms, there are uh, there are communities of PCOS women you can talk to. For example, like on our Instagram comments, um, there's so many people who, who comment and uh, ask questions or talk with each other. So always feel free to talk among um, other sisters in the in the community and of course like that's one reason why we created the, the sisterhood um, the Facebook group was for this reason to essentially help yeah. people talk to each other and not feel alone so it's one of the things that we really hold as a high uh, to a high standard high or standard. or like it's very important it, for us that yeah. we that we always have that community to help people um, so that they're not alone we're always in that community, like chatting yeah. with sisters and responding and messaging and posting pictures and everything. Because honestly, like, obviously, we're all far from each other. Everyone in America who has PCOS is everywhere, right? But if you bring us all together in a private Facebook group, you'll realize there are so many people thinking your exact thoughts, feeling your exact way. And when you post something and you get all of these comments saying like, me too, me too, what should we do? Yeah. And then we have some answers and we can make some progress. It's just an incredible way to manage your PCOS. Oh yeah, 100%. Okay. And then the last uh, symptom to not ignore, and it's not so much as a symptom, but uh, essentially, you cannot ignore your PCOS type, a.k.a. what we're saying is you cannot ignore the root cause of your PCOS. Mm -hmm. So for many PCOS women, there can be a single or multiple drivers of your symptoms. So what we're talking about is usually four different drivers, and this can vary from person to person. And please remember, this is not a diagnosis. We are just kind of categorizing different types of PCOS there are. So insulin resistance 80% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance. And it, it usually can be the root cause of many symptoms that we've talked about early on in this episode. Second PCOS type, and this is um, usually among all women with PCOS, and that is inflammation. In many cases, PCOS can be like an autoimmune condition where there's a lot of inflammation in the body that's causing you to feel fatigue, weight gain, and so many other symptoms. And then the third PCOS type is adrenal fatigue. Now, this is mainly has to do with your uh, cortisol levels, your 
your energy levels if you have very if you have the cortisol dysfunction that we talked about earlier that can be a sign of adrenal fatigue as well and then lastly are thyroid issues so if you have a hypothyroid that can be uh, one of the leading causes of rapid weight gain it essentially halts your metabolism completely so it makes it impossible to lose weight no matter how little you eat so as you can tell like for example if you have a thyroid issue and you're doing everything else but you're not seeing the results it's like literally not your fault because you're doing everything in your power. But if you don't treat the thyroid issue, either by a supplement or maybe a prescription, whatever your doctor and, and uh, you decide can be literally the game changer for your PCOS journey. Mm -hmm. Same thing with insulin resistance, inflammation, adrenal fatigue. If any one of these are your main drivers or one of the drivers and you know it, then they can just really help you with um, making yeah. the next step. Yeah, like if you know you have adrenal fatigue, then you know that cutting calories and work out more, working out more is going to make that worse because it's just going to stress your body out, make you hold on to fat more and, and make you gain weight in the midsection and so on. So it's like you have to know what the root issue of your PCOS is so you take the correct next steps. And we actually have a quiz that you can take to help you get started and start understanding what your PCOS type might be and then learning more about PCOS, you know, after you take that quiz. We have some resources for you. Yeah, and, and that link to the quiz is in the description of this episode, so you can definitely check that out if you'd like to. Well, sisters, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that it motivates you to learn more about PCOS and all the things you can do. We give so many tips throughout the episodes in our podcast, and the new year is among us. So it is time to make a change and take PCOS by the horns. Yeah, absolutely. 2023 is in the books and we're heading into 2024. So we're here to support you in your new in your new year. Uh, keep in mind that we will have some really great new programs also coming out on January 1st with a lot of special bonuses for the sisterhood, um, four week plans and so, and so much. I, I won't give you too many details right now, but just stay tuned for the next few episodes where we'll talk about it more. If you want to learn more about it, though, you can always go to our Instagram, PCOS.WeightLoss, to keep yourself in the loop of what's to come this this uh, upcoming month. But um, yeah, we wish everybody the best week. And if you have any questions, you know where to find us. But until then, we love you and have a great one. Talk to you soon. Bye. Word of mouth is our absolute best friend here at PCOS Weight Loss. So if there's someone that you know that you think might enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. And if you don't mind, go ahead and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. It really helps more than you think. Thank you so much for listening and being part of the Sisterhood community. Talk to you next time.